right, you guys, today is an extra, extra see and hear all about it episode of Behind the Rainbow because if you saw my Instagram stories from last week, I am a music video star, you guys. Well, kind of star. I'm a cameo, but like that's pretty much a star because I'm dancing in the video. I'm having a baby in the video. I am just all the video music ho dreams that I've always wanted to be, as I keep saying. So today I have on my episode my girl, Bhanta, who is a singer. She is in this Persian and Jewish community that I've grown up with because you know I'm all about the Persian Jewish pride these days but the reason why this episode is super special all jokes aside is because growing up I always was looking for someone to be my source of inspiration to tell me it was okay to do a weird profession that wasn't the standard normal doctor lawyer that in our communities pretty much a lot of people do and it's okay to dress weird and wear headbands and big rings and color your hair pink and just be you I didn't have anyone that told me that it was okay to do that especially in our community so I was searching and searching for years throughout college specifically as I was trying to figure out what to do with my life for someone to tell me that it was okay and I never had that so that's why I'm so all about being you and being your authentic self and that's why my messaging is all about those vibes because I want to be that person for others when I felt like I didn't have that for myself well a few months ago I went to an event where I met Ponta who was singing with her dad at this Persian and Jewish event and I just really resonated with this girl and I'm like oh my god first of all her voice is like an angel as I say in this episode and bitches having babies which is the song that I'm in the music video of she's just so talented and so fun but I just felt like oh my god there's someone else out there who feels the same way as I do and just really is aligned with their purpose and having power to do the things that they want to do and she's such a boss about being that symbol of going after your dreams embracing who they are and not feeling like they can't be who they want to be I wanted to have Ponta on this episode to discuss all of her journey and her dreams and everything that she's up to with this bitches having babies song that just got released and to share her journey and what she's going through i re-listened to this episode a few times already and i felt so empowered by everything that ponta said and i was there when we recorded it so i hope you guys feel the same way please make sure to share these episodes with everyone the more you share the more this reaches and i want every episode and every beautiful person's messages to reach as many people as possible make sure to subscribe to my channel give me some ratings and reviews because i really need those to be become world dominating if you don't follow me on instagram please make sure you do it's elaine chaya e-l-a-i-n-e-c-h-a-y-a i'm putting all of that in the show notes along with ponta's music the bitches having babies music video so you can see me dance it out and have a baby and obviously watch ponta sing and dance because she's amazing in it and her instagram as well send me some dms and some instagram screenshots of what you think about this episode and what else you want to hear love you guys Oh my gosh, you guys. So I'm here with a celebrity of Los Angeles, California, and the world. I'm here with Ponta. Straight off the music video shoot that we will get into soon. Oh my gosh, <laughs> literally, that was like the best day of my life. You made my video ho dreams come true, as I keep saying. <laughs> so my little monologue intro, this is like a ritual that I now do on every episode. Why I have the guests I do. It's very weird because we're both Persian and Jewish and from this community. And I literally do not know how I've never met you before because you're a badass boss ass girl. So like, how have we not been friends? Unclear. So we were at an event for Chaya, which is a Persian Jewish event in our community. And you 
you were singing there and you were with your dad. And for multiple levels, this very much moved me because A, you have the voice of an angel. You're so talented. But then also having your dad perform with you that night really moved me because a reason why I wanted you on this episode is that we're two girls in this community doing something totally different. And the fact that your dad was there, the support that he had and the love, he was so proud of you to be there with you and doing that with you just reminded me of me and my parents. My parents were the ones who were taking my photos all the time when we started. We'll get into like if there were struggles of them having support for you to do what you're doing. But at the end of the day, even if there are struggles, your parents are so supportive. And it was a reflection to me of how I saw my parents and all the work that they've put in. It really moved me to see that's happening with other people. So I wanted to have you on. Also, you know, my whole story is I was supposed to be a doctor. I was supposed to be a lawyer because that's like the only two jobs you have in the Persian community. And I didn't do that, obviously. But when I was in college looking to figure out what I wanted to do, which I knew was not that, I was looking and like begging, trying to find examples of other people I could talk to to tell me it's okay to do something different. It's okay to feel like you're different. It's okay to be different. I didn't have that. I literally had no one in our community because that's kind of what I wanted, not just like an outside source, which was helpful. And I wanted someone in our community I could look to as a role model and as an example of that. And I didn't have that. And so when I saw you, I was like, oh my God, there's someone else who's like me. And I wish I knew you earlier so we could have bonded about this when I was crying in college about it. So I wanted to have you on this episode as that. And a girl actually came up to me a few weeks ago, a Persian Jewish girl. And she's like, I love all the episodes you've been doing, the one with Rodney and the Persian dating and all that kind of stuff. I was like, well, what else would you want to hear? And then she's like, actually about an example of girls doing different things other than doctor and lawyer, which was literally maybe two days before we talked about doing this episode. I'm like, well, girl, I got something in the books for you coming up soon. So that's why I'm so excited and more to have this episode with you. Was that a good intro? Thank you. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay. So now that I've done my intro about you, Ponta, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into music and like the life story. So first of all, I just wanted to start by saying, Elaine, you inspire me so much and I'm in awe of you and the creativity and the community that you bring together. So me being here is just a complete honor because I freaking love your podcast. I started listening to it and I was like, this is fucking amazing. So to be here now with you and hearing this coming from the source is so amazing to me. So hi, just Hello. I just wanted to start by saying that. So yes, tell you a little bit more about myself. So yes, Persian Jewish community in Beverly Hills. I was the youngest of much older siblings. They were all adults by the time I was born. And ever since I could walk, I've been dancing, I've been acting, I've been singing and playing piano. My mom put me in piano lessons when I was very young and I started composing music right off the bat. I'd win composition competitions throughout the district. Songwriting hadn't come into my life just yet. I was more being a dancer and an actor. My mom recognized that in me at a very young age. So she put me in classes. I was in a dance company. I was in acting classes. She was always driving me around to the next artistic endeavor that I was doing. That's something I'm extremely grateful for. And the fact that she put me in lessons and didn't let me give up when I was really annoyed and I wouldn't practice or I'd throw a fit at the piano because I didn't want to practice my stupid scales. But she she didn't let me give up and there was no option and the greatest gift that she gave me. I also grew up in a family of music. You know, my dad is an amazing singer. As we were talking about, we were performing together. He, in Iran, had to not follow his dreams because he had to live within the norms of society. He became an engineer. He was working on Boeing airplanes and contracting huge projects. And, you know, I grew up with a father who you hear him sing and you're just taken aback because he's amazing. And we would play together when I was young and sing karaoke and the Beatles and... I 
I'd learn a lot of classics that he used to sing when he was young throughout marrying my mother and growing up. So now we have that bond together that we just performed together at the piano and at every party he was the entertainment. You know, everyone's like, Padby, sing for us. And so he'd have his little booklet of songs that are all written in Farsi and he'd sing. This is the surrounding, you know, this was the environment I grew up around and it was just always very natural to me. I've always been an entertainer. I've always been a performer. I can't imagine my life any other way. I went to UCLA and I got my BA in psychology. I didn't even do like a theater minor because acting was like my original. I started writing a lot of music at the end of high school, like middle to end of high school. And my natural style was soul R&B, very Alicia Keys-esque. And I'd play the piano and I'd sing very soul-like. Songs just started pouring out of me and my passion just became, I'm a songwriter. Next thing I knew, I had tons of songs. I was just, how is this happening? Graduation came upon me and it was time for me to decide if I was going to go get my master's in psych. I was thinking maybe I'd be a sex therapist, an art therapist. And it just hit me. I was like, if I don't pursue music, I am going to regret it for the rest of my life. That's when I went up to my parents. I was like, mom and dad, I'm going to be an artist and I need your support. The reaction it's not a surprise. This is, they know I'm, I do this. <laughs> so it was more like, okay, give yourself a time limit and we will support you until then. Kind of like that. More like my dad. Of course I agreed. And then the so-called time limit I had given myself kept approaching and I just came to a conclusion. I was like, dad, you can't put a limit on these things because I am making milestones. So I don't know what it is you think success is, but I'm attaining milestones of success that keeps telling me I should keep going and not to stop. So just because you don't see whatever your vision of me being successful is does not mean that I'm doing this for nothing. I'm doing this because my purpose is to spread my music and my creativity and bring unity amongst people with my art. Do you have those days where you're like, oh, I just wish I did like psychology or like another job or something normal and more calm? 100%. You feel like you don't have control over this, of choosing this path that you chose, but you do. We chose this, right? We chose the path of artistry. We chose the path of freelance and entrepreneurship. We chose that. But at the same time, I feel like it chose me. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I feel like I had no control because this is the only thing that will ever make me happy. But yeah, there are so many times where I'm just like, I wish I had a steady paycheck. I wish I had some sort of degree where just money would be coming in and I wouldn't have to worry about things. And then I go back, I'm like, nah, I'm good, actually. It's <laughs> funny. It's like a kind of both of mixed world, right? Because the people who have normal jobs, normal, quote unquote, have that stable income and whatever, you're like, oh, I kind of wish I was like them to have that stability. But then they look at you and they're like, oh, I wish I was like you to be able to enjoy what I'm doing because mm -hmm. keep in mind some people who have that stable income do not enjoy what they're doing right. so it's kind of a give and take but I also do feel like we work extra hours sometimes more than other people because we have to figure out how to do things for ourselves and there's no one telling us what to do absolutely we're our own bosses we have no hours hours are what we make so it's very important to maintain some sort of structure and commitment to yourself I have a tendency to procrastinate and not do the business I need to be doing because there's no okay from two to yeah, you know, mm -hmm. I should, but <laughs> I'm like, I don't sleep ever. I need to do everything always. And people are like, can you breathe for a second? I'm like, no vacation time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. <laughs> Did you ever feel, cause like my whole thing is like, I'm a unicorn. Cause I do love rainbows and unicorns, mm -hmm. but I also jokingly feel like I'm a unicorn in this community. Cause I'm doing something different, which is great because like people can now look at me as someone different, but then sometimes I just wish I was kind of like everyone else. Do you ever feel that way? I totally hear you when you say that. I did feel like people didn't quite grasp the life 
life I've chosen, especially women of the generation of our mom's age or even older, would I tell them I'm a musician and I am a songwriter and I'm a singer and they're like, so when are you getting married? Or are you not engaged yet? Of course, that comment is not about me. It's about years of societal buildup. It's about years of conditioning to believe that women are good for mothering children and or making a lot of money in a field like doctor, lawyer, all that stuff. So I have to really step aside myself and kind of authentically express myself to people who feel a judgment of, wait, so you're not planning to get married anytime soon? Do you feel that what you're doing has hindered your opportunities of dating or being married? I'm like, oh, if I had a normal job, not to say that people have normal jobs are all married, but I'm like, maybe it'd be easier and I'd be married by now and I'd have kids. But I also still had so many things I'd want to do. I feel like this confliction inside of me. Yes, I totally hear that. I totally hear that there's a conflict. Not everybody can live with the lifestyle that we have, especially in the Persian community. Once someone told me no one's going to want to marry a singer. And I was like, that's fine. I'll find someone who does want to marry a singer because whoever I marry is in alignment with who I am and we're mirrors of each other. So, exactly. you know, um, I've gotten comments before about my Instagram photos. Not that any of mine are bad, but like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't post things like this or promote that. The rainbows and colors, it might be too much for people. I'm like, well, the person that I'm going to marry is going to love that I love rainbows and colors because that is me. And that's something that has to come from within us is having the faith and the confidence that we are who we are and we are perfect the way we are and somebody is going to be in alignment with that and how do you keep yourself confident are you just like i've naturally always been chill and happy in myself and my body <laughs> that is a great question yes i've always been natural and confident where i am i've never really questioned who i am as a person or why i am the way i've been very proud and confident in who i am but i do have those days where my parents are doubting me and i'm wondering if they're right and they're not doubting me because they don't believe in me if no one believes in me more than my parents but just like what you said isn't it time kind of consider getting a job that will give you stability and this and that and this and that and so those moments are very challenging for me those moments where I'm like should I continue this path should I be doing this am I reaching the results I want to be reaching it's a constant questioning am I reaching the results I want but I've accepted that that is part of the process I've accepted that there is no guarantee there is no stability there's only being and I need to just be and remind myself of why I'm doing this. It's beyond material things. It's beyond even surface level things. It's this like inner core belief of why you feel you were put here. Like how you said, we didn't choose it. It has chosen us, <laughs> but we have chosen to go with it. Exactly. Okay, let's get into my video ho appearance. <laughs> bitches having babies. Can you do some All of it? Bitches having babies. Having babies. All these bitches having babies. Having babies. I'm still living my life. I'm still, I'm still living my life. So when I first had met you after this Chaya event, I stalked you on every platform there ever was, including your Spotify. And I heard this song and legitimately immediately sent it to 20 people. My like, guys, this is the anthem. <laughs> and I'm like on repeat because I'm like, this girl just gets me. So how did you come up with bitches having babies specifically? And did you get scared that people would be offended by it? <laughs> Because I mean, I don't have a baby, so I ain't offended because I'm just living my life. But <laughs> right, right. Well, I'll start by saying how it came about the birth of the song. Yes, I was in the studio recording a song one day. And my manager at the time was like, you know, speaking of which, Ponto, how do your parents feel about you doing something like this when it's so different from what everyone else is doing around you? Something
something like that. And I laughed. I was like, well, all these bitches are having babies and I'm over here singing. Like, how the hell do you think they feel? Kind of like that. And the song was born there. I literally finished the studio. I went home. I went to the piano, started playing these like bass line chords. Boom, 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 boom. And I was like, all these bitches having babies, having babies, all these bitches having. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just, it kept going. I started rapping. I started writing a rap to it and I was just cracking myself up. The words were flowing out of me. I have one line in the song where it's like, the ticking clock is ticking, clicking. Yeah, I'm feeling pressure whistling. You know what I say? I'm going to tell it every day. It's very much pertaining to the culture I'm surrounded by and the pressure that all women feel to have children by a certain age and why aren't you married and blah, 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 blah. And the value is that we are meant to be mothers. And so it started really weighing on me when a lot of my best friends were getting married and having kids. And I was just so far from that. That was okay that I was far from that, but I was just so far from it. So that's what the song is about. It's like, I'm just like over here in the studio and you're like already birthing a child. I don't know about you, but how are you ready for that right now? And it's not a judgment. I haven't experienced a lot of what I needed to experience. Tell us a little bit about this music video, the concept, how that came up. It's so colorful. I was literally living my best rainbow life in it. And I'm like a pregnant person in it. I have a baby in it. I've done all the things without having to do anything. And then I can give the baby at the end of the music video and go home. Yes. (laughs) So Elaine was my baby girl video. Video ho, as she says herself. So you came and you were playing one of the pregnant moms. And then in another scene, you played one of my besties who had a baby. With your real bestie who's had a baby. With my real bestie who has a baby. My bestie, Jess. I have to say the song was partly inspired by her because she's so close to me and I just taken so aback that like this is happening to her. Not this is happening, that she's having a baby while I'm... (laughs) This is happening to her. This is happening to her. She has a child (laughs) now. She has a child now. It's funny because I love children. I don't think you understand. I melt. Anytime I see a baby, anytime I see a toddler, I'm their best friend. So it's not about not liking kids. Wanting them or not liking them, yeah. Yeah, like I want kids someday. I want to be a mother. I want that experience. And you know, a lot of people mistake that sometimes. So it's not really about getting offended by the women who have kids. It's more about, so you don't want kids. And I'm like, no, 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 I do. Just like, not right now. Yeah. (laughs) What were we going to say? The video. The video. So how do you come up with the concept? You know, I've been envisioning this video since I wrote this song. And I wrote the song a while back. It's gone through a lot of phases of development. I initially had this idea. We'd have these like really attractive moms running around with strollers. And we kind of do a number with the strollers and do a play off of it. And that just cracked me up in my head. And I was like, okay, so this video, whatever I do in this video, it just needs to be relatable situations and kind of just poking fun at myself within the situations. So the way the video came to life, at first I was producing the whole video just completely by myself because I'm an indie artist and everything is self-funded, everything is self-done and I felt quite overwhelmed with the image I had in my mind of what I wanted to do and how to execute it. Finally, I brought some people on board, my director, Bennett Chester, who's amazing and a very good friend of mine. And we really had the video take flight. We batted off ideas. And I mean, I just wrote like pages of situations of all these bitches having babies and I'm still living my life. I knew that I just wanted the video to be fun. You feel it and you relate to it. And the video turned out to be, especially the day of shooting, one of the best days of my music career ever. And I didn't realize that the community I had brought together would make me feel in such a way that I was moved and inspired. 
by everyone around me because everyone was doing their own job so freaking well. Because it was indie, there was a lot of favors, like a lot of friends and a lot of friends of friends, you know, coming and being a part of this. And, and at first I felt like, oh, I don't want to be taking too much from people. You know, it's this kind of feeling of... I was actually going to say that. I think being indie, what makes it special is the people that were there. Like I was there just because I wanted to be a part of this and be a part of the journey with you. All the people that were in the video were your friends or people that knew. And we were just all there to be supportive. And I feel like that energy is what really elevates it. Like your mom was there, your sister was there, your dad was FaceTiming. Yeah. That was so special, you that know? That was so special. It was so special. I really felt community coming together for yeah. something bigger. So Bitches Having Babies is this rap epic song, but you have a lot of different kinds of songs that you do. Can you tell us a little more about some others? Yeah, definitely. I would say that Bitches Having Babies is definitely out of left field of what I mostly do. Like the last song before Bitches Having Babies is called Power, and it's a soulful empowerment anthem. So Bitches Having Babies was this like fun alter ego of mine. I range from R&B soul to pure pop to songs like Bitches Having Babies that are me rapping and me being really just lighthearted and comical. And what is power about? Power is about what we've been talking about, those moments of feeling our loss of power and then to finding it. That's what the song is about. A lot of the lyrics is some days I go through it, I think I can't get up again. It's hard to prove I'm worth more than I think I am. And I think we have those moments of really just feeling down and feeling unworthy. The song is following my journey and I wrote it with a very good friend of mine, Jess Hudak, who's an amazing songwriter. It followed our journey to empowerment. So the, the chorus is I'm catching my power. The rest of it is flying with our power. I'm so incredibly moved by the reaction to that song. I have girls messaging me and texting me and friends and not friends saying how much that song means to them and that they wake up in the morning and they put it on and feel motivated for their day. It's what amazing. else could I possibly want than to receive a message like that and say I was having a really shitty day and power single-handedly helped me get through my day because I was blasting it in my car in the morning on the way to work. That just gave me chills. Things like that. I feel like even if you touch one person with that's what you it. do. That's it. It's all I need to feel like I am connecting and the music that's happening is connecting. Dream. And that also relates to kind of acknowledging your milestones, but also being content with the journey and the little moments that make you feel heard mm -hmm. and seen. And then what's, I mean, what's next for you? Like everything, but like are there <laughs> other things that you're planning right now to do for your next projects, or your next steps after this video comes out? Again, as an indie artist, there are a lot of moments of feeling like there's so much you could be doing at all times. I'm creating the possibility of being grounded and taking it one step at a time and following my inspiration and following that whatever my gut is telling me in this moment is right. And I have some ideas of the next few songs I want to release and each release takes a lot of work. Each release release in and of itself is a few months of preparation. So what's next for me is continue to perform and make music and spread these songs. That's amazing. You were talking to me before this podcast and you're like, I'm just having a rough day and I don't know if I can be empowering to people. Because right. we all have those days, especially being in this indie freelance kind of position where you're your own boss. There's no rule book to doing what you do. Mm -hmm. I have that day like every other day. I'm like, oh, I just don't feel empowered. I just want to quit. I don't know if that's how you're feeling today, but I've had that. Mm -hmm. And how are you getting yourself through? It. I'm feeling a lot better now because I exited my brain and the overthinking. I belong to a group called Overthinkers Anonymous. I just like call it that. We have those tendencies of just really being in our head about things and questioning things. Why isn't this this? And why isn't that that? And that's the disempowered state. And as much as I try not to, I have those days. I think I go about it by letting it exist. If I'm in a victim mentality, yeah, maybe I'll think about quitting, but I've kind of accepted like there's no quitting. This is my life. Like this is what I'm doing for a living. And it's 
it's okay to feel those emotions. It's okay to feel like you're not in alignment with your goals. There was just like a lot of situations this past week that were really hurdles for me. They were testing me of like, how do I want to be in this situation? Because I could be reactive. I can be the victim again. Like, why is this happening to me? What did I do to cause this? Those are all more lower level of consciousness, not taking responsibility. So I've really had to face myself and ask myself, how am I being in these situations that I don't like? And in these situations where I may feel like I was wronged, for example, but how can I elevate the relationship I have with these people to empower both of us and to next time create a level of effectiveness that works? So I'm still in that right now and I will let you know how it goes. It's really about workability and I love that you are able to not go into the victim mindset or like you go there, but oh, you no, no, see I it. go there. I go there. You're like, but you're you're like, I see you yes. and I'm not going to let that take over. I call myself out on it very honestly too. If I'm like, why does this? And I go into my little crybaby mode and I'm just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm being a victim, aren't I? Either I'm talking to a friend. They're like, yup. It's really easy to do that. It's really easy to do that. It's a lot of times my go-to and I've really done a lot of self-work to not go there and create a new possibility for what is going on. So out of this situation that I feel is super shitty and I'm being wronged and this person didn't follow their agreement and that that person is jumping to conclusions with the words I'm saying. This is uh, even talking it out right now, I think is super helpful for me because I feel like I can go into these situations again with a new lens of growth. I've been going through a lot of low phases of feeling like I don't know what my next move is, feeling like I don't know. I just don't know. And it's tough. It's tough to feel like you don't know. And it's okay not to know. And that's when I have to remind myself of my purpose again. I feel like you're speaking to me, you're inspiring me because I think it is tough for anyone, especially in career some aspect of your life that you're so devoted to and you don't know what the answer is or yeah. you don't know what to do yeah. it causes a lot of anxiety I know for me very much so I also believe that the times that are the roughest like I've had those like rough weeks that mm -hmm. I'm like this, this is it like this is literally the finale like <laughs> goodbye and those are the weeks that you are meant to go through the toughest so that you can get higher absolutely you know? I was talking to a friend who when I was telling them I was just like in a really really slump huge slump just a mental breakdown of a slump and I didn't quite know why and it wasn't with these situations I was just referring to but it's just like a few weeks back and he was like Ponta all I see right now is that you're ready to metamorphosize all I see right now is that these things are going on because your being is ready to go to the next level of whatever it is you need to go to and that put a lot of things into perspective to me the victimness kind of went away and I was so grateful for that friend in that moment because I was like, you're absolutely right. I feel like there are some unfinished things here of the way that I'm responding to things and reacting that I'm just behind that threshold and I need to pass the threshold. So I'm going to let these really ugly feelings, anxiety, sadness, I'm going to let these feelings happen to me because I need to go where I need to go. And in order to do that, I need to be in alignment with where I need to go. I call this the caterpillar to butterfly transformation. Mm -hmm. So you in that cocoon girl and you're about um, to kick I'm out of that. I'm shaking. It's earthquaking right now and I don't quite know what's going to happen with the way I'm being or the way I see things, but I know there's a transition here for me and I'm surrendering to it. Another moment of surrendering is enjoying the steps. Yes, you have the big picture in mind, 
but to lose yourself a little bit in these little moments. I'm trying really hard to be completely content while also striving. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's really hard. I think even with me, my mind is in a million places. People would say like, you'll look back and you won't appreciate your life back then. There's times that are great, but because of, I think the anxiety or stress that we have, sometimes we forget to actually just appreciate the day and appreciate what's going on because we're always thinking about the next. And that's something I actually really address, especially during my live shows. One of the things, you know, I talk about during my set is me striving to stay present and acknowledging every milestone because we are so goal oriented around the next thing that we need to be doing. Wait a second, take a look at what you've accomplished. This is probably where you wanted to be a year ago. And if it's not, how can we be a certain way to align? Acknowledge your milestones and give yourself some love. And I'm saying this to myself as I speak. A lot of times we do feel trapped in a... And we're our own harshest critic. We absolutely are. The last question for people listening to this episode with you. I mean, there's so many takeaways. Is there any last message, something that you want people to take away from you? The thing that keeps coming up for me is authenticity. We tend to put on a lot of different masks with a lot of different people, different groups, different ways of being that have all served us. I think that authenticity is key with whatever you do. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter where you want to go. It matters that you're being authentic and truthful to who you are and communicating your needs, setting boundaries where they need to be set while also being able to give love and trust. That's what I'm learning right now. Well, good thing my whole podcast is about being authentic. So you are of <laughs> the vibes. Welcome, my yes, friend. Yes, my darling. Behind the rainbow. Behind the rainbow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ponta, for doing <laughs> this. I'm going to put all of your information about how to follow you on Instagram, your music, and everything in the show notes. So everyone go follow and sing that bitches having babies anthem with me all day long. So the last ritual I do, I do a ritual of monologuing people in it and then having my guests to do the outro for me. And I say until next time. So can you do a little singing version of it? Let's go until next time. No, no, no. Hold on. Let's that do that so again. Good. Okay, I'm, I'm putting that one in too, but we're going to have take two. Until next time.